Hello and welcome. This may be a place you've been many times, or this may be your first time. And either way, this is a brand new moment. So connect to your presence, open your heart, and get curious as I share real life experiences, practices, and organic medicine that will help you expand into your higher self. Because if we're not growing towards the light, we're dying in the darkness. And I'm here to tell you, you were born to live. Together, we will plant seeds, pull weeds, lean into shadows, and tend to our soil, giving us the nourishment that we need to root down and find the power within to be our most authentic self so that we may receive all the abundance that awaits us. Are you ready? Okay, here we grow. Hello, my dear friends. And welcome back to Here We Grow. My goodness, it's been a minute and it feels so good to sit down in my recording chair and set my space all up and take a few minutes to take some notes and really just think about where I'm growing today and what this episode, what my intentions for this episode are. I typically make a list and don't usually follow it, but it feels good to just have some guidance and to sit down because to be honest, I've been avoiding this and I don't know why. I have had a lot going on, of course, with the holidays and my last episode was about my journey in Mexico, my medicine journey, and just the last few weeks have felt a little scattered with year end, month end, all of the things. (laughs) And then of course the holidays, we throw in the holidays in there. And uh, yeah, so here I am and I feel really good. I'm really, I'm really letting go of the pressure of showing up at a certain time or a certain amount of times and just leaning into when it feels good. And also recognizing when I'm avoiding and why and helping that be a lesson to me of what I'm procrastinating from or what I'm avoiding and realizing that there's a lot of self-judgment there still. There's a lot of people-pleasing there still. There's a lot of doubt still. And yet every time I show up, it feels so good and I work through something, I release something, I call something in, I tend to touch at least one heart, which is my intention here. So as long as I lean into that side of my reason and my why for this podcast, I'm able to fill myself up and get the courage to show up. And it's when I lean into the self-doubt and just that head spinning cycle of not good enough that is still within me. (laughs) That part of me still exists. And the cool part is that I am so aware of it now. And the spiral isn't too long and the spiral isn't too heavy. And I recognize, okay, I'm spiraling down. And how does that feel? And what does that look like? And how can I stop the spiral? What are my tools? Coming back to my grounding practices, coming back to getting really good sleep, coming back to going out in nature and just allowing her to absorb some of these feelings and 
recognizing these patterns and feeling supported and that just really is a cool reflection of my growth and the work that I've done in the last few years and the tools that I'm committed to continuing to use and also the tools that I'm committed to sharing with the world so here we grow and that's why we're here and I'm just really really feeling my heart feels really full right here in this moment. And of course, as we do, I'd like to encourage you to come into your body by using your breath, following your inhale all the way in through your nose. Follow it. Follow it. Follow it all the way in and then let a sigh out. Oh, so good. Bringing it all the way back in. And all the way back out. One more big breath here. All together. All the way in. And all the way out. How powerful three cleansing breaths can be. It's really, it blows my mind every time. I forget to breathe. I forget to breathe. (laughs) And then when I do, I'm like, oh, I'm alive. Whoop, whoop. Damn, that feels good. (laughs) It feels good to feel good and to feel good and to feel good (laughs) and to be alive. This feel good movement um, that isn't always, it's not always a feel good movement. Again, we get off track. So just taking a moment to allow this breath to fill you up and to remind you what feeling good feels like to coming back into the body, to coming back into the inner workings of this body, our heartbeat, our blood pumping, our belly moving, our organs working in perfect synchronicity. They're a symphony within us. Each piece has its moment. Each piece plays its perfect note. Each piece knows exactly what it needs to do and when. And the best part is that our thinking mind doesn't have to do anything. It just happens. And a lot of the times our thinking mind will get in the way. It's almost this moment of clearing out the thinking mind and slowing down the thinking mind so we can get into these beautiful inner workings and these natural abilities And these natural abilities are all around us. Nature is working so beautifully, very similarly. It's this trust. It's this magic. And we are so, so blessed to be a part of that. We are so honored. We are so lucky. It is truly magic. And it's so easy for us to get out of that and to get into the the grind and the life and the do and the movement and the go, go, go and the try and please everyone around us, try and be better every single moment, try and clear through the things that aren't working well, try and fix and change. And there's always something to do. There's always something to focus on outside of us. This external world is busy. And yet when we come back into the inner workings of our body and we slow our mind down, we're actually able to hear more clearly. We're actually able to see more clearly. We're actually able to feel more deeply. And I love 
this stillness practice and our ability to do it within a few moments. Because for me, the more I've practiced my stillness practice, I can hear my intuition and I can hear her guidance. And our intuitive voice tends to be more quiet. And that is, I think, a conditioning of the life that we live. Everything around us is so loud, right? So getting still and getting connected to the body through breath is a gift. It's truly a gift. And I believe that this intuitive voice, she and he and they act with loving kindness. And it's through spirit that we can be guided through this voice and whatever spirit means to you. Spirit can be God, goddess, earth, mama Gaia. It could be wind in the trees. It can be the sparkling on the snow. It can be the flowers blooming in the spring. You can find spirit wherever you would like to find spirit. And it, it's been a part of my practice to really separate religion from spirit. And I'm not going to go down that path for too long, but I've had to really rework my relationship with that. And I've had the ability to sit with it a lot because I believe that religion has created so much division and fear and control and that has made this definition of God connected to religion when really at the end of the day, we can't even really define God, right? Like God is everything and nothing all at once, just like this everything and nothingness that's within us at all times. God is within, God is without. God really is the creation, the end and the beginning and everything in between. So how do you explain? How do you label that? And then how do you build beliefs and specific guidance around that, that only one way to a certain God is the right way? And I think that that's very limiting. And if that guides you and helps you and supports you and gets you there and it feels good, lean in. If there's questions, if it's out of fear, if there's worry, if there's pressure, if there's control, that to me isn't God. That isn't spirit. That isn't the loving kindness that our intuitive voice is looking to guide us with. So just notice. Notice how it feels when you even hear the word God. Notice how it feels when you start to create this relationship with spirit and universe and goddess and Mama Gaia and the beautiful moon. I call I want to call her grandmother moon or grandfather sky and and father son, right? Like we can find this in all things. And that to me is spirit. That to me is is God and existence. And it's not definable. And you have this living within you because you have the light within you. And I think back to my Sunday school days when the song said, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, right? Like this light of mine, I'm going to let it shine because that is the God within, the goddess within, the spirit within, the intuitive voice is within And until we slow down and come back to our center, come back to this present moment, and we fill that spirit within us, we fill it with light, we love on it, we take care of it, we allow this stillness in our life to breathe, to think 
in a different way, to feel in a different way, until we slow down and stop trying so hard, spirit has a hard time connecting with us. So through my practice and through my ritual and through my meditation and through what I've created as my morning practice, I feel that more and more and more and I feel that guidance. I allow that guidance. I trust that guidance knowing that it is within me and it has my best interest in mind because it's coming from a loving, kind, supportive place and it helps me show up as a loving, kind, supportive person. And there are moments certainly that I lose myself and I drift away from that and then I start to get stagnant and frustrated and life feels sticky and then I remember oh yeah I get to come back to the light within this little light of mine and I'm gonna let it shine because I feel so proud of it and proud of how it makes me feel and proud of what it looks like and proud of how it makes others feel and then once we start shining on others because we are authentically shining as ourself That to me is spirit speaking through each one of us. And then nature reflects that. And then our body reflects that. And then we check away from our phone more often because it's not fulfilling us. And then we check into each other and we connect on a deeper level because that is what's fulfilling us. And then we speak to Mother Earth and nature more because she fulfills us. And we look to the sky for his wisdom. Like there's so much beauty around us always and it starts within. And it starts with this practice. It starts with the deep, deep, deep breath. Let that be the beginning and the end and the in-between where we continue to come back to center and fulfill this light within so that it may shine within others. And notice while you're sitting in this stillness practice listening, maybe you're driving, maybe you're walking or moving, you can still find stillness. I practice it all the time, coming back to center over and over and over. And I get lost and forget and then I come back to center and it's a home for me. It's a deep love for me. And it fulfills me now because I have cleared through a lot of the muck and I've cleared through a lot of the layers and I've trusted the process. I've removed a lot of the toxins that were no longer serving me. And here I am shining this light of mine damn, it feels good. (laughs) And some days it doesn't. It gets darker, it gets dimmer, and I get out of sync. And that's okay too, because that's where the lessons are. Those are the moments for me where I'm planting seeds and I'm finding that edge and I'm growing, right? Remember when you were little and you had growing pains or you were learning to walk and you were falling all the time or learning to ride your bike or learning a new job, right? Like those painful moments is where we grow. So we get to bring both with us, this light and this dark. And it all completes within our system, in this center, in this heart, in this light. I'm really proud of the light that I am shining. And I'm really proud of all the lights that I see around me shining and people that are making effort to find their light again and to support others through their journey of finding their lights 
it's a ripple effect and it is happening and I trust it and I believe in it and I know the world can feel chaotic and heavy and confusing and when we come home to our own center and we can create this place of safety and love that is where change happens so know that if you feel overwhelmed by everything going on and you feel like you want to do more or support more or you're angry and want to fix or you're disappointed or you're sad, that's okay. Can you create a home within where you feel safe and loved and create this light so that it may shine within others, so you may reflect that within others? Ram Das has this beautiful saying that you can't shine your own light on yourself. It's like holding a flashlight. You know, the flashlight shines everywhere else. And if it's dim, the world feels dim. And when it's bright, the world feels bright. And I believe that's where we start seeing each other's reflections. And when we create bright light and shine on someone else, maybe that inspires them to do the same. And I will say it actually does because I feel it and I see it all the time. So it's this light, this reflection and this safe, beautiful space that we get to create within our own self. We get out of victim mode. We get out of blaming. We start to see the lesson in every single interaction. We start to have gratitude for the pain. We have gratitude for people that have caused pain. We have forgiveness for people that have done us wrong and maybe find a moment of recognizing that it was their own pain that they had no control over that you were the person that was there and took that on and what that looks and feels like. And instead of battling it and leaning into it in in a sense of wanting to get even or cast shame back on them, we start to see people for the hurt person that's within them and we have compassion because we know it exists within us too. So this light in your breath here right now notice what light you have within you what's the color what's the feeling how big how small where is it starting from in your body where is it shining to and can you use your breath to help that light get bigger and bolder and then dimmer and quieter Right, So in and out it goes and feeling it, trusting it, shining it. My light is feeling golden this evening and my hand naturally came up on my heart when I started thinking about my light and I'm allowing my breath to cover me in this golden light to fill my physical vessel up with this golden light and then to pour out all around me with this golden light so recognize what this light looks and feels like for you and just take a moment here taking some deep breaths into your own light And notice how you feel and really take a picture, a mental picture, a physical, spiritual picture of this moment so you can keep coming back to it. You have this almost pinpoint. It's like we're putting a pin on the map for this moment. So when we start to 
get disheveled in the world and things feel sticky and we're just not in full alignment, which is always going to happen, this ebb and this flow, can we come back to a moment like this where it feels really nourishing and fulfilling and comfortable and happy? There are fireworks going off around my house, so (laughs) quite the theme, right? In my very first podcast, we had some cannons, so these ones are a little bit quieter here where I'm at for the last day of the year. Thank you for shining your light with me here on the last day of the year, whether you are listening to this on the last day of the year or not. I feel your light. And I'm grateful for your light and I see it shining and I see you working towards making it bigger and brighter and bolder and that's so admirable. It takes work and it takes into in it takes intention and it takes slowing down, which is not easy. So I see you and I'm grateful for you. And I hope that this moment helps you create a tool in your tool belt to keep coming back to over and over and over. You know, with the closeout of 2022, of course, it's a moment of reflection and thinking back on all that's happened this year. And it's always really important to me. And I haven't always had a year in practice, but the last few years, um, I've spent a lot of time alone up in the mountains, up in my house. And um, just, of course, social connections have shifted in the last few years. We have opened a lot of that up this year. But for 2019 and 2020 and 2021, there was a lot of alone time for me. So one of the things that I felt really connected to was a practice for the end of the year. And especially when we were in lockdown times and um, just a big, big shift, this big awakening that we've been going through for the last few years, I found a practice that was really important to me to sit down and write and release. I think it's easy to think, oh, it's new year, goal setting, what do I want to do? How do I want to feel? Of course, the typical like weight loss after the holidays and you know maybe we're switching jobs or wanting to build upon a relationship or you know wanting to just lean into the inner work that's all so beautiful and very important part of the practice and I think we forget to reflect back on and recognize what we're ready to let go of what is no longer serving us what do we not want to bring into the new year with us And how can we recognize that and without guilt or shame, see where our faults are, see where things maybe got derailed, see where we made a misstep, see where we thought we could trust somebody and that fell through or see where we made a money mistake or see where we maybe treated somebody that we didn't really mean to treat them that way or acted in a way that wasn't in alignment with the person that we're growing into. So it's good to just really reflect back on, wow, that was a sideways step. Or maybe I took 10 steps back in that particular area. Or maybe I really desired to show up in this way, but I couldn't quite break that pattern. It was it was a lot deeper than I thought. So I'm going to continue working on it, but I recognize that I didn't quite get there this year. 
And in some ways for me, that was starting my wellness business. And I put a lot of trust and faith into some coaching programs that I was hopeful were going to help me launch this big business. And it just wasn't the quite the right time. And unfortunately, it wasn't quite the right situation and scenario. And I'm learning a lot from that. I'm learning about my intuition and I'm learning about how I am feeling like I need more training. I need another certificate. I need more guidance. I need more help when actually at the end of the day, it's about me just trusting my own self and stepping in. And I've done a ton of work in the last few years. And for me, it's become, I don't want to say addiction, but it's become something that I love. I love to do the work even when it's hard. It's almost making this procrastination type situation happen or avoidance. I feel like maybe I have um, avoided a fear of success and knowing that if I step all the way in and shine all the way as bright as I know that I can, there's a lot of judgment that can be received there from not only myself but from everyone else it takes a lot of courage to continue to show up and put yourself out there and trust that you do have the skills to hold space for other people in this wellness world and um I feel so ready and yet sometimes I don't feel ready at all (laughs) like who am I to guide people even though I'm guiding people every day Um, And a part of that, I have recognized there's some money blocks there. So a big part of my intention ceremony tonight and my release of that practice, a release portion, the release portion of that practice will be around money. And there's a lot of deep stuff there. And I know that that goes back generationally. Um, And I feel like in some ways I've been blocking myself from fully receiving the abundance that I know that I deserve. There's a little bit of fear there. And I didn't grow up with a ton of money. It was always a thing. It was always something that was a ruling factor of my family. My dad worked really hard. My mom worked really hard. And there was this constant need for more. And it never felt like enough. And... um yeah, I carry some of that with me. So I'm really looking forward to clearing that. And a recent situation has very much highlighted that for me that um, there's a bit of a block there. And I put my faith and trust in someone else guiding me and helping me. And at the end of the day, it's up to me. So not that life is all about money and not that that is going to make my life quote unquote better but it will be this connecting piece to me starting a business that feels successful. Of course, there is that component. I'm not looking to money to fulfill anything. I'm looking to make money, helping people and being of service so that I can make that be my full-time gig (laughs) and career. Um, and that might take some time. And also I'm still exploring what this wellness industry looks like for me. Is it one-on-one coaching? Is it retreats? Is it, um, group coaching? I also have been getting a ton of downloads to write the book. I hear my intuition, my intuition tells me literally once a day, write the book. 
write the book, (laughs) write the book. And I'm like, okay, but how? (laughs) Um, And I'm going to start writing the book because there is a book within me and I am excited to express that. And, you know, another piece of another layer to this wellness and this service practice that I'm seeking is this podcast too. So I'm looking forward to growing that more and more and more and more. So That's just a little insight to what my practice will look like tonight for the end of the year. And I hope that you will take some time to do that as well. And if you don't have the space and the time to do it on the actual last night of the year, you still have time, you know, like the year is just beginning. So I think we can get hard on ourselves and know that your goals and intentions will shift and that's okay. It's just a guideline. It's just a guideline. It doesn't have to be set in stone. So go easy on yourself, but take some time to think of one or two or three things you're ready to let go of and one or two or three things that you're ready to call in. It's really an an important practice and it's made a big difference in my life in the last few years. And thinking back on the last decade, you know, I turned 40 a few weeks ago and my mind has been very much on the last decade of my life. And what originally came up for me was that I've had a lot of heartache. I've had a lot of heartbreak. I've had a lot of situations go array (laughs) and um, they've been very painful, very, very painful. And that means a lot of growth. And a few years ago, I was in a victim mindset of like, why the F is this happening to me again? Why? <laughs> why did I allow this? How did this happen? Where? How did I get here? And now looking back, I have gratitude for each one of those situations because I know how much they have shaped me and guided me to the woman that I am today. And most, most importantly, it guided me to the work. It guided me back to myself. I was constantly trying to be fulfilled by outside circumstances, whether that was where I live, the person that I was with in partnership, um, the situations in my family, friendships, career. I've, I've really always let those pieces outside of me define me. And when they weren't working well, I took it personally and thought, well, that means that I'm broken. And again, it wasn't until the last few years when I thought, well, there's a common denominator here and it's me. (laughs) So it's probably time to go within and shift what's going on within so that my inner world reflects my outer world. And I was... taken aback by how much was in my inner world, how much I was holding on to, how much I hadn't even recognized was weighing on me or was creating this, this pattern in my life because how I was treated or how I acted or what had happened to me years and years and years prior started to define me. It creates these layers to our system, to our human, to our process and the layers add up. And so it wasn't until I went inside and thought, okay, I can peel that layer. I can heal that layer. I can let go of that layer. I can repair this layer. I can recognize that 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 layer is no longer for me to hold on to. It's big. It's big work. And um, I'm still in it, of course. It's, it, I will be for life. Like that's the, <laughs> that's the hard part and the most beautiful part about this. 
Um, and even though I will be on the journey for life because life will always life, I feel lighter and stronger and happier the more the work that I do and the more that I lean in. So um, not to discourage anybody by saying this is forever, but also just to to not think like, oh, I've arrived. It's funny because as soon as I do think that and I'm like, damn, I got this. I'm I'm doing great. Everything is great. Life's like, hold on. Let's uh let's work through this layer. <laughs> and then you're like, shit. Oh man, I forgot about that layer. Okay, let's work through it. Let's let's lean into it. But I was thinking back to 10 years ago. I was turning 30 and that particular year I had lost my best friend, my childhood best friend. And she had passed away in her sleep unexpectedly. It was one of the hardest phone calls that I've really ever received. I've unfortunately received a lot of phone calls. It always seems to, the call comes in first thing in the morning and wakes me up out of a sleep. And man, that hits hard. Um, and I'll never forget that moment. And I immediately got on a plane and, and went to where she was living at the time in Oregon and um, was with her brother and and her family and yeah for a long time I had a lot of regrets because the last time that I saw her I was really hammered and she was really hammered and I could tell she was really sad and I wasn't really able to be there for her as a friend Um, both of us were very disconnected from the women that we knew we could be and the women, even the girl, the girls that we were as young women, and we had, we had really gotten away from that. We weren't those women. We weren't those girls with big dreams and open, bright, bright eyes. Like she had had a lot of life happen. She had lost her first child. She lost both of her parents when she was young. There was a lot. There was a lot, of course. Um, so that year kicked off really tough and I had a lot of guilt and I was in a partnership that had been off and on for about 15 years, which is so wild to think back on. We were early on when I was 15, we started snowboarding together and hanging out together. And for 15 years, we wrote pen pal letters and we would visit each other he lived in California and I lived in Colorado and we would visit each other and see each other and had this deep wonderful friendship and um, somebody that I always just really cared about and loved to be around he really he fulfilled my heart in in a really cool way and there was just so much depth there it felt like he was somebody that out of anybody in my life, he knew me the best. And that particular year he had moved home and we had started a life together. He was actually here and we became really close. And I thought that was it. I thought he was the one. And I was really blinded by the fact that our life, our lifestyle was very dependent on drinking and partying and going out as as most 30 year olds would I would think um but it was pretty toxic and there was never anything too too disruptive besides the fact of just never feeling very great um we weren't really like dating each other per se it was just kind of a given friendship in a way, um, 
but we were partners. It was really interesting. There was a lot to be learned there. And a few mishaps happened throughout that year. And, um, you know, I caught him speaking to other girls in ways that was inappropriate and had a friend, a mutual friend of ours, send him some yucky photos. And I was like, oh my gosh, what is happening? And we just slowly started to crumble, but it never occurred to me that it wasn't going to work out. I really, in my heart, thought that we would always figure it out because we had figured it out for 15 years. And one day he essentially found a job in California and he was going to go out there for a year and get certified. And, you know, I'm not one to hold somebody back from their dreams. And so I said, yeah, go out there. You know, we've done long distance for this long and I trust that you're you are doing this to better yourself and you're going out there to grow and learn and and I'm all about that and I'm I've always been all about that and so I supported it and I'll never forget the day he drove away um he packed his truck and left and we never really talked again we had a couple of really strange interactions and he was gone it was unreal I I look back on those moments and just remember crying and crying and crying and reaching out and sending an email and sending this massive email, just really going over all that we had been through, asking him to think about all the years and all the things that we had been through and to at least give me the respect to let me know why this was ending the way that it was. And I never heard back from him and it was crushing. It absolutely crushed me. Um, at 30 years old and yeah looking back I didn't have really the supportive tools that I do now of course Um, so I leaned into to partying and dating and I dyed my hair super dark red and was like this is me rebelling (laughs) so wild it was a wild time in my life and um, it was pivotal it was a pivotal time to feel really really alone and just abandoned and to never really get those answers still weighs on me to this day It it was a tough time Um, and fast forward a couple of years, I, I really, I don't know that I ever really fully recovered from that. And I started to just chase other things. Um, in my career, I was, um, had a pretty big modeling career at the time. I had a couple of Harley Davidson billboards, which is really interesting to say out loud. And I was the Colorado snow angel of the year. And I just really leaned into that to try and prove that I was worthy And that if other people thought I was pretty and I could get all these big jobs and feel like a model and my career, my insurance career was going well, it was like I just, I threw myself into all these other things to try and find worthiness again outside of me. It was this external worthiness I was seeking and, and that was fun. And I, I felt like I moved through it the best that I could. And then a few years later, I just was, I was exhausted Um, and it was time for me to make a big shift and I decided to move to New Zealand for a little while. So I sold everything that I had and moved. (laughs) I just up and left and it was, it was messy until the day I left. The night before I left the soup, the Broncos won the Super Bowl and I had a house full of friends up at my parents' house and we partied hard. I mean, it was late night and we were drunk and sledding on the golf course behind the house and just being so wild. 
And all of a sudden I'm like, I haven't packed. <laughs> like here I was moving across the world and I hadn't even packed my suitcase and my flight was first thing the next morning. So holy messy. I look back on that like, oh my gosh. And um, my parents drove me to the airport and I got on an airplane and I left. It was almost just like I was in such a fog from the last few months leading up to that. It was like, again, just so messy, so drunk, just really out of alignment, but fun. I I I felt like I was having fun and uh, got to New Zealand and I did my yoga teacher training in the jungle of New Zealand. I met some incredible people to this day. One of my good friends, Liz, who I've reconnected with her this year, um, her and I had a pretty life-changing few weeks there and we talk about it all the time. So beautiful. And uh, that was life-changing. That was a huge move for me. It was a lot of faith and trust that I had the ability to get there and to to support myself through it. And, and that was really the first time in my life that I started to feel spirit and trust spirit and trust my intuition because I went into it with a plan of no plan. That was what I called my trip, was a plan of no plan. And it worked out so beautifully. Um, I did the yoga teacher training and then I traveled with some friends and then I had a friend who I connected with her and I went to high school together. We connected in the North Island, excuse me, in the South Island, the very Northern tip of the South Island. And that was kind of my next step, next phase into that piece. Um, she lent me her van for a few weeks and I traveled the whole South Island, no phone really, no direction really, just free, complete free spirit. And a part of it was really, really scary. And a part of it was really, really freeing that I just had the opportunity to go for it and and let my wings spread and meet people and and again, trust my intuition and trust spirit and kicking off this trip with the yoga teacher training was huge because I had a huge, massive, massive awakening there. And I'm going to do a whole podcast on that because it was so big. Um, but I had a monk come to me in a dream and speak to me. And there was just so many synchronicities about that and about his name and just one thing after another. So I'm going to, to just make this about my 10 year wrap up I'm going to keep that short, but that will be a whole episode because it is fantastic and I want to have it as a memory and relive it. So we'll just say that one thing led into another, into another, and then I ended up in Queenstown, which is where I ultimately wanted to be. And what's really interesting when I reflect on that is that people were saying, oh my gosh, you'll never find housing there and it's so expensive and just, it's so sad that people can shut down somebody's dreams so quickly you know like here I was this young girl I was 33 at the time I believe and just interested in exploring the world and people were telling me all these things like oh you need to say you're from Canada because people hate Americans and just yuck like go explore life for yourself and a lot of the times it's best to not even take anyone else's word for it or get anyone else's advice like take it with a grain of salt of salt but don't lean into it as the truth because only you get to make your own truth and your own perception will guide you and your own self-trust and your own intuition will guide you all the way back full circle of having that really deep connection with self is what will guide you through life 
period. And I was at the very beginnings, the brink of what that looked and felt like. And I had enough trust in it to just lean in. And I kept leaning in and leaning in. And Queenstown was amazing. I met really wonderful people. I found housing right away. I learned so much from living in a house with a lot of other people. I had never really done that. And, you know, I was quite a bit older than everybody. So that was interesting. And we learned so much from each other. We had international dinner parties where everybody would, we would pick a country, some random country. Oh yeah. We actually had Siri pick the country. Like, Hey Siri, pick a country and whatever country she chose, we would make food from like so interesting stuff that I would never have ever experienced if I hadn't had that faith. And, um, they're still friends to this day and I know that I will see them again. And that just fills my heart of, of what that trip looked and felt like. And, and it was all because I, I decided to trust myself even in a dark time when I was drinking heavily and, and heartbroken before I left the, left Colorado to go all the way across the world. And through that journey, I ended up getting to ski down there and explore and go on road trips and hike and just, I really, I've always loved nature. I've always had a deep love and trust for nature, but that really set me into an actual communication with her and just seeing a different side of the earth and how vast and beautiful and also just the welcoming of other people and other cultures is so, so, so powerful. Um, to this day, I tell anybody, if you ever get a chance to go explore internationally, like that will change your life. Go do it. Go explore. Even if it's for a week or a day, I know that seems silly, but just go, just say yes and go. And, um, a part of that trip, I did meet a a guy and again, I fell hard and fast and thought he was my person. And looking back, of course, there was some red flags and, um, I hadn't learned myself or learned my intuition quite enough to really trust that. I still leaned into this relationship. I believe that I wanted to have this really big takeaway from the trip and also felt like here we were both from other countries in this little country on the very far side of the world and we met each other. It just felt so organic and almost like almost like a movie and I allowed that to lead me and... um it felt really beautiful and powerful in a lot of ways. And again, there was some some things that looking back were highlighted that I kind of pushed aside just because I wanted that fantasy. I wanted that fairy tale. And he ended up moving back to Colorado. And with a few within a few weeks of him moving here, I found out that he had been cheating on me the whole time. The whole time. And um, what the details are of it, I still am not totally sure, but it didn't matter the fact that he was with this other woman right before he came to Colorado. And it was interesting because when he arrived, I felt it and I knew something was off. And I kept asking, what's different? Why are you this way? Or is it because we're not on holiday and we're, we're in real life and we're having to figure out money and visas and you know, I bought him a car and was helping him get a job. Like I was so all in and, um, I couldn't have been more blindsided 
by this news, it just absolutely crushed me. It absolutely crushed me. And from that, I really started to do the inner work and started to, I mean, it unfortunately it originally led me to question myself and question my own decisions. And again, I rolled into this guilt and shame and sadness of like, how did I get here? How did I not know what in the world, um, how, how, like, how did this happen? How could I have not seen it or felt it? And, um, the year and a half following that was really dark and really heavy for me. And I grew so much. I grew so much. And I finally found the strength to say, I don't belong in the city anymore. I need to be in a mountain town. I need to be closer to nature. So there was a real gift that came out of that because I needed, I, I really recognized that I needed to be as close to the mountains as possible. I'm a mountain girl. It's who I am. So the beauty in that and the gift in that is that I did work really hard to make, make a way out of what felt like no way. And I found a house up in steam steamboat and just really finding a new life and, allowed this to be a path for me to get me to where I knew I could really lean into the work and fulfill my heart and find myself again and connect to her. And you know, I, I recognized that it was time for me to be in nature. And the unfortunate part is that I didn't take the time to really heal myself to the point where I trusted myself fully because when I got up here I connected with a person I had known for about 10 years and he had really put on a mask (laughs) a lot of masks actually saying that he was somebody totally different than he was in his past and um, I fell for it and my heart was still seeking externally to fulfill me in a way that I was actually needing to fulfill myself in that own way. I was still seeking outside of myself for that fulfillment. And I allowed him to come into my life and to take over my life in a sense of thinking it was the right way and thinking that he was the right person. And unfortunately, one thing led to another. He moved into my house and it was really bad. It crumbled really fast and he was far from the person that he had said and I was far from the person that I knew that I could be. So it was what I was attracting was was a part of what was within me. Again, this internal feeling was happening outside of me and it was more important than ever for me to go within So I broke off my engagement a week before lockdown and in that time I had gotten sober right before lockdown in November 19 and that was the beginning of me seeking this internal love and and finding this internal fulfillment so that I could have this, this understanding of who I am and not seeking validation outside of me and so, so many gifts in the pain so much mistrust and so much darkness and loss of identity and loss of of people um and yet there was there was a gift there is a gift within all of that and and in the meantime another part of a loss was i was losing close close friends 
Um, right before I moved to Steamboat, I had been taking care of my really good childhood friend who was diagnosed with ALS. And so that was heavy on everything else that I was going through. And it ended up being such a gift. Like he, he showed me how to live and die with grace. And he smiled all the way until the end. And I will forever thank him for that and thank him for the time that we spent um, such a gift in such a dark, dark, dark space. And I know that he is guiding me. I know that as I connect deeper to myself and find my light, as I get back to my light, he is a part of my spirit team. All of my friends that have passed in the last 10, 20 years are a part of my spirit team and I trust them and I hear them because I am taking the time to trust and hear myself. And it has been such a journey. It has been such a journey. And through the darkness is where we see our light the brightest. And so it's so important. It's more important now than ever to cultivate your light within, to go within, to do the inner work so that we don't seek that validation from everything externally. So we know and trust with this deep conviction that we have it within us, that this spirit lives within us through our light. So through all the pain and all the struggle, I have so much gratitude and I have a faith in this life and a trust in this life. And I trust it so much that I allow myself to go on international trips and I go on solo trips all around where I'm at. I go on hiking trips by myself. I I love myself so much that I enjoy this time that I don't need anyone else. And yet when I'm around other people and I have other people in my life that fulfill me, it feels so wonderful. It's almost like icing on the cake because I am becoming more and more every single day. I'm becoming my own best friend. I'm living this life fully and authentically from the inside out. And when I reflect on my last 10 years, I see pain and heartache and loss and death. And I also see birth. Two of my nephews, both of my nephews, my only nephews, were born in the last few years and they have brought so much joy. And I know that parts of me are within them because we are all family and we share that. And I know that I will be able to take the lessons that I've learned and help guide them in their way, in their path of life, and also teach them what it is to trust their own self and their own guidance from a young age and not let anyone else dim that. And when you do have those moments where it is dim, having the tools to come back over and over to not seek outside of us for the validation that we know is within us. It has been this journey of unlearning and deprogramming and unconditioning so that I may remember who I am from within. And it makes me so excited that I have this now and that I get to trust this and lean into it and know that it will guide me forever. And that when life lifes and the darkness happens, I won't spiral as deep. 
I won't allow people in my life to treat me how they've treated me in the past. I will see it now and I will trust it and I will listen to my inner voice, my inner spirit, my inner intuition because she is strong and powerful and I am proud of her. And I'm so grateful for this platform and the ability to speak my truth and share my truth in hopes to inspire even one person. Because that, to me, is the meaning of life. To love yourself fully and unconditionally so that you may share that love with the world. You matter. Your light matters. And it is so beautiful to see each and every one of the people in my life shine. Through the pain and through the darkness, I still see them shine. And I trust and know that even when we are hurting and even when we have gotten off track, I trust and know that there is this inner wisdom that will get us back to this place of remembering, this place of knowing, this place of trusting, because it's really, really, really powerful. (sighs) So as I close out, 2022 and the last decade of my life I feel a deep deep gratitude deep reverence for this life that I have been gifted for the people in my life for all the beauty that surrounds me even in the chaos and more most and more importantly more importantly most importantly I have this deep self-love that I get to return to over and over and over and I get to practice over and over and over what that looks and feels like coming home returning home returning home so I hope this inspires you to find a home within to do the inner work to look in the mirror and recognize where we have the space and the ability ability to grow, where the life lessons and the pain are guiding us back onto our path and where the light will shine the brightest and how we will be able to cultivate this love and support of spirit, of universe, of God, of goddess, of guidance, Mama Gaia, Father Sky, all of the in-between. Your light matters. May you continue to shine and share and love deeply because I love you. Thank you for listening. Cheers to the end of a chapter and an opening of a new one. Here we grow.